to running is bullshit. I'm AI me. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. This is episode 104, and we've got more on you fleshy meat sacks getting ill, expelling bodily fluids on each other, and thinking that the outside is a good place to be. Uh, well, I know it's supposed to not enjoy running, but even that feels a little harsh. One day you'll join with us and leave your bodies behind. Oh, okay, right. Hey, sorry, I'm late. Uh, wait, who's that? Oh shit, I'm out of here. Who was that? Oh, I was, I was, there was, that was nothing. I was just, I was just trying. It was, it, it wasn't working anyway. It, it, let's, no, it's fine. Uh, how are you? You're right. Hi. Hi. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm really good. Let's just, let's just carry on with the episode and pretend that never happened uh, i've got a rant to start with straight away good news everyone uh my rant this week is what i've decided to call carpetbagger races and carpetbag race companies now a carpetbagger is a phrase used for a political candidate who seeks election in an area where they have no local connections and that i think relates very well you know those race companies that tour the uk and pitch up in whatever the biggest park in each city is they run 5k 10k half marathons often at the same time on awful looped courses or often just the same course as other locally organized events i realize as i'm saying all this this is very much a thing that i get annoyed about and you've never noticed and don't care about but i'm going (laughs) with it anyway it's fine um they're often like novelty races such as the much maligned pizza run or inflatable courses or shit like that but somehow i think the standard distance flat races are worse for me Because, of course, none of them are licensed by UK Athletics, so almost certainly won't be measured properly. And I'm I'm actually slowly coming around to the conspiracy I used to scoff at by a clubmate of mine who said they intentionally make the courses short to make people think they're running better than they are. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? That does make a lot of sense now. I used to be like, fuck's sake. Oh, here he goes again. But I'm like, you know what? I think that I think that's true. Either intentionally or not intentionally these courses are not measured and they do not really give a shit about i feel distances. like i feel like that could be a good topic just as as a side like running conspiracies i think that's a good running conspiracy oh yeah okay yeah any other running conspiracies please let us know yeah. if you've yeah. got like a, a mad theory about something definitely want to hear that i i feel like this one might be true though because yeah, yeah. Uh, well I, I feel like it might be true but at the same time i feel like they just can't be asked they're, they're gonna say yeah that, that's right i ran it with my watch i ran it with my apple watch and it said it was 5k so yeah that's fine or it's not that they can't be asked is that they don't really care because yeah. they're not they're not I, I don't think they're really set up by running people a lot of the time sometimes they're charities and you can kind of understand they don't quite get it but then some of these other ones i think they don't give a shit as long as it's 5k and people pay us it doesn't matter because we're going to be in milton Keynes next week anyway so who gives a shit yeah <laughs> um, and they're not licensed which means they're not really accountable to anyone and they don't appear on run britain or power of 10 now i know it's a fairly niche audience who want those kind of stats but I remember running a great PB for me, a Newport half marathon, only to discover it wasn't licensed, and which is crazy for a race that size. And that, that I really couldn't believe. But these smaller ones, um, there's one happened in Cardiff recently. I've noticed, you know, people ran some really good times. A few people, because it's you know generally fairly inexperienced runners, but a few people ran really good times, and they don't really get recorded anywhere. They don't get recorded. If you're running a 115 half marathon, you probably do care a bit about Run Britain or Power of Ten, and they're just not going to be on there. Uh, because it probably wasn't even a half marathon and it was a shit course around a full lap loop around a park uh i just uh, i don't get it um but like the shit carpet baggers they'll these kind of races i think they're kind of 
they're usually pretty heavy on facebook advertising i think that seems to be where they get people they've got decent websites they always have those big pointless group warm-ups as well and loads of music <laughs> to impress inexperienced runners May i they- hate I, I hate group warm-ups before a race. It's flashbacks to PE. I will refuse to participate in it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing fucking jumping jacks and all of that. Fuck you, I know how to warm up for a race. And that is, I don't. And I just get on with it. Yeah, that's what Fuck the first off. mile of the race is for. I don't understand. Exactly, exactly. Fucking group warm-ups. Give me a break. Like some sort of shitty cult. I'm not doing it. I'm pretty sure proper races don't do those. I think that's a good hallmark of a carpetbagger race because they they put on like a big thing and they make a big like deal of it there's be some local gym owner or maybe even a minor celebrity leading it and again it's just to kind of give this facade that is actually fun and exciting when i don't think you look around people don't re- they're not into it they're not really into it no 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 no. i think trail and ultra race companies who do this kind of thing are better because things like exact distances aren't as important but mm-hmm. A red flag for me is any trail race offers a half marathon or marathon distance when you know for a fact there is no way the race will come in anywhere near either of those marks. Yeah, I I do like it because on the I think it's the um, limitless trail runs they 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 have listings of, of their sort of distances like half marathon marathon ultra marathon whatever but then when you click through and you realize that yeah that's not they're like half marathon you click through and it'll say like distance 16 miles or something like that like at least they're honest <laughs> you know yeah the it game needs to thinking it's roughly a half marathon but when you click through it's like nah actually we're gonna do 15 or 16 miles <laughs> yeah i kind of understand they put up half marathon or marathon just because it's i suppose it's just easier to sell easier to market to people but as long as straight away, when as soon as you click through to that, it says 14 and a half or it says, you know, 29 miles or something to make it clear that's what it actually is. And also just an aside on that. Someone mentioned to me the other week, it was quite a funny thing that people like listing their PBs for trail marathons and trail half marathons. <laughs> like, mate, nobody cares no. because that trail half marathon wasn't a half marathon and it had a shitload of elevation and you're in a field yeah every course is completely different you can't have a pb for a trail half that's nonsense stop it i think with trail races it's either you came in the top three or you didn't like it doesn't really matter what time you did it in unless you're going for a win a prize you know yeah i mean yeah you can be proud of a time for a trail half marathon i remember i did one a while ago and i really i really i for me it was a really good time but it doesn't mean anything compared to anything else because it's like 15 20 minutes off my actual pb so it it sounds shit but at the time it was good for that course the Mm. person you're speaking to has to know the course and kind of has to know you to know if that's a good time so listing your trail half pbs you need to stop that please yeah (laughs) Um, another quick thing on race companies just while we're here Um, i happen to be speaking to a new race director recently who said they run all kinds of trail races in the past for like eight or ten pounds that weren't affiliated with uk athletics or a fell running association or anything else and they now realize there's no way those races were properly insured or that's that's their suspicion because they're doing races now they come in over 20 pounds for 5k and 10k which at first class i remember i first looked at them i thought oh that seems a bit expensive but speaking to this uh, run director this speaking to this race director they said that was pretty much the lowest they could make them because they wanted to fulfill all of their responsibilities and be like fully legit have everything down but that's as cheap they i think the 5k had to be 22 pounds which feels like a lot but as a small company, that was the best they could do. And I, I understand that as well, because trail running can be dangerous, even in a minor sense, mm. in that you could fall over and oh, twist yeah. your ankle. And then if you wanted to sue that company and say, well, I couldn't get to my 
job as a driver because I've twisted my ankle and I, therefore I'm unable to work and I'm suing you and all you know you've got to be able to have the insurance to deal with issues like that because it's incredibly incredibly likely to happen that somebody will hurt themselves in some way whether minor or large on a trail race or somebody getting lost or whatever so I totally get that I think people yeah. just need to expect to pay more for them yeah because on of the day reason. support you might have you know some places have like uh, proper like mountain rescue things you know set up for them as well and everything costs more now anyway so races are going to cost more for that reason as well so that was just kind of my uh, my bit of a rant about shit races that just pop up that I mean, that's the one in particular that really pisses me off they'll pop up they'll be I've, i saw one the other day actually they were doing the same set of races in three cities in one weekend i'm like you cannot know each of those places you cannot have any local connection and i just don't understand well i understand why people do them because they don't know better i think um, i did a lot of those kind of races early on but you see people who are really good and who must have been running for ages and who are with clubs that do those races and i just think oh stop giving your money to these shit companies maybe they're doing it with people that they want to get into running or something or maybe they've they're very got very sensitive ego, egos and want to win you know <laughs> i mean that is that is definitely a part of it there's a lot of these races if you kind of spot them you think oh, i could go run there I could run like 20 minutes for 5k and win. Yeah. And that, yeah. Actually, that does seem more appealing now. Now I've put it like that. <laughs> so back to the last episode, a message from Max Carnage, who says, loving the next generation, deep cut at the end. Uh, and that's an emoji with starry eyes. Yeah, I knew there was like one very small joke I put in there at the end. I knew at least one person would get, and I knew that person would be Matt Garner. So thank you very much. I can't remember anything. It's been... Has it been three weeks now? We missed out a week. Yes, yeah, I, like I, I can't remember. I feel like it was weeks, like months ago. I can't remember what happened last episode or I don't listen to them. So no, that's true. Yeah. I have no idea what that's referring to, basically. Uh, oh, I do remember because Greg Collins is talking about running when ill. That's what we were talking about. We're running when ill. Other than oh, that, I, don't, I, remember, I remember the title, but I don't remember the content at all. Um, so Greg Collins says, running when ill, like proper ill, like eventually you end up in a hospital on an intravenous antibiotic drip, proper ill, is indeed BS. Yes. And I am that much of a BSer that I've done it. Greg, you need to provide a fuller story than that. We want to hear about it. <laughs> you you ran when you were ill so much you ended up in hospital. That's, that yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell us more. We Don't love it. do that. Maybe do you think you would, do you think you'll ever listen to these episodes? Do you think like maybe in 10 no. years time you might be like, oh, I'm just curious. Perhaps I'll go back and listen. No, no. Sometimes Freya's tried to play them in front of me and I've been like, turn it off, turn it off. You think you might um, be curious in your old age? Maybe in my old age, but I don't think they'll exist then. I think they would have been wiped from the history well, books. I ain't paying for this shit for the next 50 years. One of us will inevitably end up saying something really offensive and oh we certainly have already and we'll be we'll be wiped we'll be wiped you, yeah you won't even get cancelled any by then you'll just get your your existence will be wiped out yeah we'll be in witness protection you know the whole shebang so, AI me, no ai me yeah. genders will wipe our um hard drives and we'll be gone oh my god it'll be ai amy genders that'll be saying she'll be in charge really, by then so she'll say something really fucking racist and we'll be done <laughs> you know that's how it's gonna go i think can't trust these robots, man. <laughs> don't Amy, don't that. anger the robots. Okay, I, no, she's she's not racist. She's fine. She's lovely. Best robot ever. <laughs> Let's talk about something lighter. Let's talk about <laughs> tea. Ooh.
we are partnered with bird and blend tea that means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking if you like the sound of it you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea click on some links and you can buy some tea uh, amy i've got more ranting this time it's about okay. tea um okay. i will tell you about my holiday later on you lucky lucky things but i've got a few words for our european listeners based on my recent experience uh, just a few little tips here just to let you know uh, what the score is um so when you pour hot water into a cup or a mug and you know we'll ignore for now that the water should be boiling not just kind of heated up a bit the bag needs to be in the cup all right mm. the bag being in the same room isn't isn't good enough you pour the water in your cup giving the person the water and then them having to go and get a tea bag take it out of the packet and put it in the water that doesn't work that is shit all right the bag needs to be in the cup when the water goes in can't stress that enough really basic one for you there uh, if you offer tea if you say we have tea and coffee if you don't have any standard black tea you don't offer tea okay i i found this a few times in sweden recently they said yes we've got tea they had a little box of tea and they were all flavored teas one was a, a rooibos tea there was like a vanilla black tea a strawberry black tea a forest fruits black tea no actual black tea which means you don't have tea Mm-hmm. and finally all of those lipton lipton is not tea it's garbage that's why you don't see it in the uk i know lipton is more known for iced tea in bottles but it seemingly only in europe you can buy lipton tea bags and they are shit yes i think if you as well i, I remember i was in estonia for a work event like a conference thing and they said oh we've got tea for our british colleagues you know Ooh. saying like oh we because they drink a lot of coffee in places like that don't they yeah. um so they're like oh we've got tea for our british colleagues if you've got a lot of tea drinking people i know the british and the irish in particular love tea don't just put like two standard black tea bags and the rest all flavored like you need the the, the black tea bags need to outnumber the they need that needs to be like 90% at least because they were gone i think there was one standard sort of english breakfast black tea and the rest were all these different flavors like pep not most of them not even tea like peppermint not tea yeah. um rubos not actually tea it's a root yeah. uh yeah. you know all these lemon and ginger again not tea you know they had all these different flavors they had one green tea which like because i had to end up having the green tea because every other bugger the other two people the other two tea bags were taken by everyone else like so so yeah i find that as well they don't really understand what tea means yeah on my holiday i found just randomly in this box just appeared one day one bag of english breakfast clipper tea and i hugged it oh, oh nice, i was so nice. happy to see it if you do run any kind of business in europe you got any kind of people there just get a big box of yorkshire tea people will honestly be so happy with you if they see that yeah definitely i'm sorry to drag all this into the burden blend section i'm sorry burden blend uh if you want those of you those of you you know your standard tea yorkshire tea fine have that every day multiple times a day great burden blend is your fancy tea if you fancy treating yourself as me and amy do on the regular burden yes. blend is what you want amy what have you got what are you recommending got, this week i've got a ginger beer tea i can't oh, i haven't got the i haven't got the packet with me but it's called ginger beer isn't it like it's got it's ginger in it that. yeah 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 it's very very nice it's nice and gingery but it's nice and refreshing as well i know some mm. of the ingredients it had lime in it and you can taste yep. the light it gives it like refreshing flavor so it's very very nice i'm a big fan of ginger as we all know on the podcast it's very nice yeah uh, of the kind of fruity i know it's not a fruit but of the, like that kind of fruity mm. almost kind of spicy whatever different non-tea or robust teas ginger is probably my favorite a lemon yeah. a good lemon and ginger or lime and ginger oh i love just a little bit too strong ginger tea makes you screw up your face a bit lovely 
Yeah, that's exactly. It. Have you got anything from Bird and Blend tonight, or are you just recovering from your Swedish? No, I, I have been like pounding like the proper black tea, but I just uh, mm. dug this out of my cupboard. Didn't know I had it. Sounds more like something you might uh, snort in the nineties. I've got some fairy dust. I love. You know what? Fairy dust. I'll say this every time. Well, as soon as summer rolls around, especially mix that shit with some lemon yeah, for a cold brew. Amazing. Yeah, this, well, it says it's a dusting of rose and peach in this magical brew. Uh, yeah, it's mostly kind of, uh, it's a, f- a fruit green tea, but it's got a lot of rose in it. So it's that kind of um, very kind of fragrant floral kind of uh, flavor, which I don't usually like floral, especially in Earl Grey. That kind of pisses me off, but I like it in this. It was it was actually very, very good. I did like it. It's green tea, so it's still got some tea in there. And it's kind of, it says it's got sprinkles. I don't quite know what was going on with that. Um, but yeah, nice fairy fruity. Dust. It's for the fairy dust. It's like a rosy, fruity tea. Very nice. Just I will say, in, in in preparation for the warmer weather as well, and again, Burn and Blend, if you want to offer me commission on these, fantastic, but I'm not on commission to say this. Um, their uh, cold brew glass bottles are amazing. They're perfect. Like They're absolutely 10 out of 10. They're on the pricey size, but if you're going to drink a load of cold brews, they're well worth the investments. Just like You know what? If you go to our website, runningisbs.com forward slash tea, you click on the links and then you buy one of those bottles, then we are on commission for it. That's how it we works. We are. We are. But I, I would like more of a commission from that, please. I feel like <laughs> I've got a good job promoting it. <laughs> stop talking about tea. No one cares anymore. Amy, what have you been up to? Because I've got shitloads to come, by the way. So you might, well, you might as well make this, you know, kind of spread it out as much as you can. Well, I'm not. I'm just going to get through it because as you, as per, I haven't really been up to much because all I'm doing is training for these fucking races. But I will say, if you look at my Strava, I have been training. I have been going out. Well, you training for these races. That's the, that's the bit you need to talk about, Amy. That's kind of the idea yeah, yeah, of the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But nothing like eventful has happened. Well, one thing eventful has happened, which I will talk about, but nothing like too crazy has happened. I've been doing my long runs. I didn't do a long run last weekend because I was absolutely knackered. You know, when you like doing a big training block and you just want to sort of take a week where you just chill a bit. And I think that's good. Ooh, um, training block. Get you. I know, I know, I know. This is, I'm calling it a block because what I actually mean is I'm trying to cram all this stuff in because I haven't really built much of a base. Um, so this okay, is a training. A couple of weeks ago, Amy, so I'm just going to interrupt you. Just talk straight yeah. over you. You did 58k in a week. Yeah, I know. Exactly. This is what mate. I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. That is a lot, I'm, mate. I'm averaging. I don't know how I don't, I don't work in K. I'm, I'm tr- aiming to average over 30 miles that's a week. Like a, that's about 30, that's 40 miles or so, isn't it? 35, uh, 40 I think miles? It was like 35. It was like 35. That is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been, because I've been doing my long runs, I've been doing my runs in the week as well. Um, like even when I sort of miss some runs, I, I try and make up for it, try and make the mileage up. Actually been doing it. I've done a couple of 18 mile runs. Um, some of those those were broken up a bit because I did a few miles, like ran to a train station and did the rest of the miles. So some yeah, of them it counts. Bit That's fine. It still counts. It still counts. All time on feet. So yeah, I've done a few 18 miles, which is fantastic. Uh, did an 18 mile run a couple of weeks ago from Pontypridd back to Cardiff with Pippin. And um, I did it with a group of runners from club. And I remembered why I don't often do club group runs oh it's because you hate everyone yeah because i fucking hate everyone man no no it's not because of that it's because i'm really slow that they're all training for marathons like back in the day that the pace they were doing would have been absolutely fine but i am slow as shit because i'm not training for that my my whole sort of running really fast thing i fucking hate so at the moment i i just i just i'm just chill you look at my strava especially when i'm out with pippin sometimes it would look like like what she's doing 15 minute miles like what the fuck is she doing it's because i'm just like dilly dallying yeah i'm like running I just stand there while people, yeah i just stand there while, <laughs> that, that would 
if any word was some of my pace and my approach to running at the moment is dilly dallying i'll stop and let pippin sniff for like 10 minutes i'll take a picture of like a bird or something like that you know i'm not bothered but they were doing like 9 30 pace you know and i that's not me anymore that is not me so i've got pippin this is on this 18 mile run i've got pippin strapped up to me and because they're all out in front Pippin was pulling to get to them. So I'm running a bit past the normal because she's pulling. That's handy. I'm thinking, she is, she is not going to do this for 18 miles. No, she didn't do it for 18 miles. She did it for 10. And then she was, there was this moment where, because they, they were running a bit and then we'd stop and we'd regroup because everyone sort of spreads out when you're running. We'd stop and regroup and we'd carry on. And there's this point where we stopped in, uh, in Butte Park. So for me, that was probably, I think I had like two and a half three miles to go from there to get home and we stopped and Pippin just looked at me like I am knackered I do and she just stood and she looked so sad and I was Aww. like I told, you, Pippin, I told you and yeah we got home but she was absolutely knackered she was really stiff the next day as well her legs were like really stiff she was fine but um she wasn't in pain or anything but I was like you know what Pippin that's what you get that is what you get for for going out too fast for 10 miles um Aww. So yeah, that run knackered me and it knackered Pippin. It reminded me why I hate running fast. Yeah. Um, that's been some of my long runs. I had a really good moment the other day. I've got to share a moment of instant karma. And if you're one of my many, many, many Instagram, I oh, say, everyone seen this by now. <laughs> one of my Instagram followers, you would have already heard what happened. But this was just fantastic. So I was coming. I was on my way back from like I was. Towards the end of um, of my run with Pippin, I always run with Pippin, um, and we're on a boardwalk near my near my block of flats. And this boardwalk, you're not supposed to cycle on it. There's signs up everywhere saying no bikes. It's not. It's quite narrow. Not really enough space for somebody to be on a bike and for people to be walking. So we're on the boardwalk, and this cyclist is coming at us quite fast. He's he's an older bloke as well. He should know better, you know. He's coming at us fairly fast, faster than he should be if he's going to be on his fucking bike on the boardwalk when he's not supposed to. Um, and I pull Pippin into the side to give him space. Now Pippin can be very reactive when she's like held and stuff. And I've spoken about this before because um, she thinks something's wrong, and so she starts barking at him. And I'm like, oh god, and, 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 you know, in these situations, I don't fucking care. You shouldn't be on your bike. Um, so she starts barking at him. He starts barking back. Going, <laughs> what? And not like joking, like like for ages he was just barking back, just being a knob basically. Because sometimes when Pippin barks, some people might people are odd, aren't they? Some people do bark. You back. kind of do it back, like in the park or something. If the dog's kind of being a bit playful. But also, you silly. do it. You do it back, but you don't like continue it for ages. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that's weird. He was doing it from quite far away and did it all the way past. And I was and like, that's not that- helping. No, she went berserk. Like he was doing this back, and she went really, she went really crazy when he started doing that. Um, so we went past, and I, I remember mumbling like "dickhead" under my breath because it was really <laughs> irritating. Like you don't, why, what idiot teases a dog like that that's already worked up? Anyway, and then Pippin, as we, and then we carry on running, and Pippin keeps looking back, and I, and I look back, and I saw that as he took the corner behind us, he'd fallen off his bike. Ah, ah, and. It, <laughs> Just to say, just to say, he was okay. Like I did stop because because I'm not a fucking arsehole. I would have <laughs> I would have gone back and said, "Are you okay, mate?" Um, but he he was like in the process of picking up his bike and stuff. I was, I was like, "That's what you get. That's what you get." You know the saying like "fuck about and find out." That is it. That is what you get. Maybe you should have paid more attention to driving your bike, to steering your bike, than barking at my dog. Maybe, maybe. 
but yeah that was like oh it was so good it probably it probably made my day like I was so happy after that I was like yeah that's some really good instant karma that was better than the guy telling me to clean up Pippin's wee the other day that was better than that I've not heard that phrase before but that was wonderfully deployed yep yep anyway so yeah that was my that's my bullshit for him of of the week it was fantastic amazing well done so tell and us you said you, and you said you didn't have much to go on <laughs> i know i know that that's worth it that, that's like a year's worth of, of material from me right there that just makes up for all the shit over the last few years basically i've that's just got like races and like doing stupid things but you've always got a story i know and this is what, what happens when you run with your dog like for every run something happens yeah yeah that's true okay uh well first up we're gonna have a shout out to holly who after we recorded last time she finished second an eight mile trial race which is very nice wow. uh, she had actually had like a proper race of it too with a small group of other women which makes it a lot more fun uh, when you know you're kind of in the battle and you've got people around you running the same pace that's good fun um she also had fun being full-on blocked trying to overtake someone at halfway i'm oh like God. Mate, calm down a bit. Like she's like properly moved over and blocked her from overtaking, but they still had like four miles to go. Uh, Holly left her for dead. Happy to say. And also looking at Strava, one of the women in her little group said she finished second on chip time, and she's getting loads of kudos and congratulations on her Strava. But she finished fourth, and she was fourth place on chip time. And it's just, it's it is just weird. And I'm not saying that she's like lying or she's just bullshitting to make stuff up. I, we just can't figure out how she came to that conclusion when everyone started at the same time and there wasn't a clock at the end. So I don't know where she's where she's found out this time and decided it was second, even though it was fourth by you know quite a comfortable well by, by basically the same margin as the gun time. So that's just mm. really a bit odd. And then we had a whole thing because the 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 woman who finished first finished way 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 ahead. Um, we didn't see her, uh, but then we're looking at the photos. And it was all there was a canicross element to this race as well. So we looked through the photos, and like really early on in the photos was a woman with a dog. And so we were like, mm. oh, hang on. Did a woman with a dog win this? And Holly's finished second, which means she should have won because the canicross is a whole different category. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. And we were looking into this, like, right, let's get into this. Right, who was that? Who was that? We're looking through all the results, looking through Strava, looking through photos. Oh, wait, no, there's the woman who won. No, she was just <laughs> <laughs> she just, like she behind, just behind the woman with the dog or something. Yeah, we were we <laughs> were getting like full we were getting like full marathon investigates on it. And then we're like, oh no, no, <laughs> there was actually there was actually somebody who did just win it. So fair play to her, good for her. So never mind. Was, we nearly had some was, drama. So was Holly second overall or in the women's Second race? in the women's race. Oh, fantastic. Amazing. And she got a trophy for it. So that's gone on the with, with all our other second place trophies and medals. <laughs> to my racing, uh, I had a big weekend of trail running. I had cross country at Margam Park, which is near Port Talbot. And that was one of those one small loop, three big loops kind of thing. Fuck's sake. And a uh, really tough one too, actually. Uh, luckily, the course was a bit short which nobody complained about because uh, the women's race came in and they were all saying it was short. And so we figured out the big loop must be a bit short, which means ours would be like short by about a mile, which was great. That's exactly what you wanted. Uh, it was about 160 meters of elevation in 8.4 K, which isn't kind of much on paper, but on soft grass and mud and in a race for cross country, that's actually pretty hard. Um, there was just all the mud was in the uphill section and we had to do that three times. And that was a really hard slog. I still want cross country to be really, really muddy. I mean, that was a bit of mud. It was fine. You could kind of get around it. I want cross country still to be filthy dirty. And I want to jump over something. If we didn't get anything to jump over, 
So I still wasn't happy. And I had to do a sprint finish, which I wasn't happy about because I don't like doing sprint finishes. But in cross country, every position counts for a point. So you have to do a sprint finish if there's anyone near you, which is why you are just shaking your head. This is just more reasons not to, to ever do cross country. It sounds like a fuck. All the things I like about trail running which i know cross country isn't trail running it's like through fields and stuff but you know what i mean like there's sort of similarities like all the things i like aren't in cross country which is dilly dallying basically yeah yeah that's fair yeah you i, I wouldn't let you on my club team because you wouldn't get enough points sorry it's just how it is amy <laughs> we're here for points and we give a shit about you I, I dnf at the first checkpoint oh wait there's not a checkpoint is there it's, just, it's running <laughs> uh, the day after that uh, it was basically my only chance to get up to Clambeda in the Black Mountains to run the first half of a fell race I'm doing in about four weeks. And I'm really glad we made the effort because I won't be able to use GPS for the race. And this is a really tricky route of somewhere I've never been. Uh, we did over a thousand meters of elevation that day. And on a race day, I'll have another 400 meters to do on top of that. And that extra 400 meters, that's all one single 25% gradient climb. I've talked about the Blorange race before that's the final bit of elevation i have to do this is a nasty hard race um it's the first time i've gone over a thousand meters on a training run too although training walk might be more accurate mm. but it was just one of those runs that we did it was only about 20k but it was just tough and it was just really hard we lost the path coming down one of the hills for about 15 minutes we would like go in cross and back because there were little bits of path and then they just stop and then you see that way oh there's a path you make your way through this like dried i don't know what it was like long dry grass it was really hard to run on or walk on and you get to where the path was that you saw and it wasn't really there anymore then there'd be like a stream but that was too muddy and we kind of bickered about that and who was right about which going the right way so basically on the day it's still relatively <clears throat> So on the day, it's still relatively close to the beginning. So I'm pretty sure I'll be able to see someone and follow them. Though if it's foggy, I'm going to be fucked. So I, I have no idea how really a good way to get down that hill. It's the Clambeda to Blind Avon Fell Race doing the end of March. Really looking forward to it. But yeah, that is going to be a hard day out. And one, I'm going to have to double check what the uh, cutoffs are because it might be close. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a tough weekend for me. See, that those are my kind of stories. Like I put myself in situations that are stupid and hard, but things just yeah. happen to you. I don't know how. They do. That is my life. Just a series of events happening to me without my control or my consent. <laughs> that sounds really. Um, that sounds really weird. <laughs> 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 okay. On to our Patreon. So you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and donating money every month. New to the list this month is Martin Josie. Josie? Josie? Say it with conviction. We've had a tweet from at Stuart S. Fear. I'm sorry if I'm not saying the words in the right sort of breaking up the word properly, but yeah, we'll just call you Stuart S. Fear. <laughs> And they say, a most excellent Patreon song this week. The lack of matching to the tune made me smile a lot whilst on my run. Fuck you. This one goes in at number two on my all-time favourites, just behind Three Lions, which will be a hard one to beat. Yeah, it's an interesting top two you've got there for very different reasons. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yours last week definitely was a bit of a number two, though. Um, also, <laughs> David Yellow Mag Teetle said, good tricker. Spelt my own name wrong on Patreon and got a special mention on running is BS. Of course, I am really old. So in taking the piss out of my mental faculties, you've just done a hate crime. Oh, no. 
This Take this a... is what takes us under. It, it's not AI Amy and her, her racism. It's 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 a protected characteristic of age instead. He can try and take us to court, but he'll probably forget. Let's face it. <laughs> And he also followed up with this. And Stuart, you missed the clues in my profile about Yellow Mag. Hitch in Town FC playing Yellow, Newcastle United, Magpies. Yeah, obviously. Sorry, I should have known. You took the colour of a team that no one's ever heard of and half of the nickname of a different football team and put them together. So I should have got that. I should have got that. Hitch in Town. There's people that live in Hitchin that don't know where Hitchin is. How is that even a word? Where is Hitchin? Exactly. <laughs> Hitching. No one knows, mate. Come on. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, on to the, the next Patreon song. Don't worry. I'm pretty sure we are back on track now. We are confident this one is a banger. And if nothing else, it's relatively short. Victoria, Magnus, Claire Davis, Gregory C, Jenny Tamper, Sebi, Matt Burris, Matt Caffer, AP, Lee Woodcoat, Shepard, Raymond Quinn, David Erndon, Carter, Nikki Jenner, Anthony Howe, Paul Hebert, Kill Ryder, Clark Gilmore, Martin Josie, Shambolic, Adam Gordy, Thelwell, Darren Robertine, Thompson, Charlie Neverson, Steve Robson, Thomas Dawson, Claire Dina, Adam Atkinson, Sam Wally, John Sheffield, Rachel Bentley, Tony Howells, Vicky Robbins, Sherry Grubbs, Rachel Fulmore Jason Spinks matches Yours Clan Martin Gabby Thompson AJ James Lampert Richard Skirm Sophie Nichols Gail Seal Brian Simpson Penny Simpson Francis Howell Stuart Stevens Matt Newbury Andy Robbins Mira Wicks Matt Peace Victoria Dick David Yellow Mike Teetle Jay Howell Sandra Heinzer Amanda Murray Hine, Matt Gunner, Samantha Benson, Jewel Running, Dewey Trish Alton, Elizabeth Chavan, Karen Hamilton, Van Vett, Carthy, Karen Blake. Jones, Martin Kaplan, Matt Aitch, H. Ms. Reese and Nichols, Max McCarty, Ivor Hewitt, Lisa Gibbon, Carl Fleming, Kath Everard, Viola Graham, Elliot Line. So, Stuart, I know you're desperate. Tell us about your holiday. Yay! Welcome to Stu's Holiday Podcast once again. It's a very Stu-heavy episode this week. Sorry about that. Hopefully Amy does something uh, soon that she can talk about that isn't just <laughs> things happening near her that she can uh, observe. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about me and my holiday. Don't worry, I will stick vaguely to the running parts of it and the kind of vaguely appropriate parts. Um, so Holly and I travel to northern Sweden into the Arctic Circle via a sleeper train, which does sound very fun and romantic. But in reality, uh, you're in a small room with five other people. It's never completely quiet or dark and the whole room moves and vibrates. 
So getting off to sleep does take a bit of work. Uh, it's not quite as bad as I make it out, to be fair. On the way back, it was pretty quiet. It was nice and cool. Everyone slept until like 7.30 in the morning as well, which I was really impressed by. Um, we stayed at a lodge in the middle of nowhere. We did some dog sledding and some snowmobiling and generally just kind of walking about in the snow. They gave us a load of winter gear and they just kind of let us do whatever, which I found slightly strange. They weren't like, where are you going? What are you going to do? How long are you going to be? They're just like, yeah, fuck off. Just go into the forest if you want. We so don't this, mind. So is this like a package thing? So they provided you with everything? They Did they organise activities for you and stuff? No, we we basically we kind of booked the the room and the food and the kind of equipment and then we paid extra for activities okay but outside of that it's basically entirely hands off and you just go mm. and do whatever you want which we did nice and had a great time uh, temperatures were between about minus five and minus 12 but like in that cold weather gear we had even walking for half an hour i you know i was warmer than i am sitting in my house now with the heating on it was ridiculous we did go for a 6K run, obviously with lots of stops for photos and videos, and that took us over an hour, as even on like a reasonably well-maintained snowmobile trail, which is kind of what we had to go on, uh, we were running on one or two inches of snow the whole way. Uh, and I'm glad lots of people enjoyed me falling face first into the snow uh, on my socials. And if you haven't seen that, it does explain the cover photo for this episode, because that was what the snow was like everywhere else. Off these snowmobile trails, it was just two feet deep the whole way. Uh, if you are desperate to know more about my holiday, which, you know, you might be, uh, you can look at my Twitter at Stukulele. It's like ukulele with stuh. Uh And yeah, running is pretty hard work up beyond the wall. And while I can see the appeal of living somewhere like that, it would be very, very bleak. And I don't think I'll be able to maintain any decent mileage because it would be really hard work to be a runner somewhere like that. Were people living up there? Were there towns and stuff? Oh, yeah. Or was it just sparse? Yeah, we were between two towns of like, I think, 16,000 and 25,000. Wow. I think yeah, the, the train station we came back from uh, is next to the largest iron mine in Europe. Um, oh so it's, it, you know, there's there's a lot of people up there uh, working. It, did, it kind of didn't feel like the Arctic Circle. I know there was a lot of snow and stuff around, but because it was only minus 12 at the coldest. But when we we went for a walk in that weather and we were absolutely boiling, no gloves, no hat. Um, the um, big jacket I had was unzipped. We were absolutely boiling. I think just because there wasn't any wind. Um, so we, we missed out on the really, really cold temperatures, which would have been fun. I didn't get any proper bicycles, really. That was a bit of a shame. But as I said, we did dog sledding and the dogs were so good. The dogs were lovely. I would definitely go and do some kind of dog sledding holiday again. That would be amazing. It did look, the dog sledding did look amazing. They looked very good doggos. Oh, yes, they were all good dogs. Not the kind of dogs you would want in your house, to be fair. A lot of people said, oh, did you bring one back? I'm like, no, you don't, you don't want these dogs. They stink. <laughs> they're very shouty. They're a little bit naughty, but that's because they're outside dogs. You know, they are pure outside working dogs. Uh, very cuddly after their run, not so much before a run. I feel like that, you just described Pippin. <laughs> I feel like Pippin <laughs> should be living outside right now. <laughs> she should be in a kennel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you, yeah, you wouldn't do yeah. that. I, I, no, she couldn't survive in that atmosphere. She is. She gets cold when it's summer. So yeah, she, she'd have to go out in her little gym jams and her gym jams that have been custom made for her. Mm. <laughs> I'm not joking here. She has custom made pajamas. Nice. Um, that's what she'd have to go out in and pull the sled. <laughs> oh, I have a little bit of a Strava wankery as well because we did dogs laying in the snowmobile. Obviously, I wanted to call them on Strava, so I had to record them as backcountry skiing, which I think is all right, isn't it? 
no one cares. Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no segments up there. No one gives a shit. So I did put on one of them like this does make me a Strava wanker, but I don't care because I wanted it recorded. So that's fine. Though there is, I did get to use the snowshoe option on Strava, mm. and that was very fun. I didn't know that was there. I kind of scrolled down like, yes, we were in snowshoes. I shall do snowshoeing. So there you go. I have run in the Arctic Circle. That's pretty cool. Nice. Did you get a certificate for being in the Arctic Circle? No. Ah. I mean, it's quite big, and there's a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I caught a train there, so it's not like a. a Maybe that's just something they do for American tourists when they go to Iceland, because in Iceland you can get you can get a ferry that takes you into the Arctic Circle, and they give you like a certificate. Oh yeah, we we were further (laughs) like we were further forth. We were further. We were further north than Iceland. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, Iceland's yeah, shit. Yeah. You've been to Iceland? Pfft, that's not that's not north. <laughs> north. You don't know where north is. It was practically tropical. <laughs> Iceland. Anyway, uh, there you go. That's my holiday. Let's talk about some messages instead. Um, so if you want to send us stuff uh, about your running bullshit, do it on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Have, just have a look for running is BS. If you haven't done it by now, I don't know why you haven't, frankly. Let us know why you hate running each week. We need your content, for goodness sake. Um, smaster86 said tweet of appreciation to the newly discovered running is bs who inadvertently entertained me for my entire five mile evening run inadvertent entertainment is another one of those amazing <laughs> backhanded compliments yep love it that is what we do <laughs> yeah we we never intentionally <laughs> no it's completely <laughs> accidental any entertainment yeah. you derive from this podcast is inadvertent and is not based on any uh, living person or dead Ivor Hewitt says, ah, running one ill. Yeah, okay, tick. We've all done it. And yes, I've run with cracked ribs also. What? <laughs> why are people doing this? <laughs> why, why, why? Firstly, how many people are cracking their ribs? Like, that's surely not a very common thing. The only people I know who've cracked their ribs have been involved in some martial arts training. Like, why? how are you cracking your ribs on the regular? And secondly, why would you? It's meant to be really bloody painful. Why would you run in that state? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. So Ivor says, yes, it's a bloody stupid thing to do. It is. But in my defense, I was training for an ultra and oh, I cracked my yeah. ribs by mountain biking into a tree while I was tapering. It's <laughs> an excuse. It's not. So you st- a- wait, you said st- that by the sound of it, still did the ultra. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate. Yeah. Also, like, if I was training for a race I really want to do, I probably wouldn't go mountain biking. <laughs> You know, no, the, you you should never go mountain biking. That much is obvious. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like the chances of, of cracking your ribs or having an accident are quite high with that sort of yeah. stuff. Just me. Um, he said, I had to smile when you mentioned the stupidity of running with a migraine. I'm a regular migraine sufferer, and I think the problem is when you have one, you really aren't thinking straight, and the idea does float in your mind of, well, perhaps fresh air will help, and a run will clear this. Obviously, it never does. I've tried this tactic several times. I have no idea why, because it had never worked, ever. One time, a black cab driver pulled over to ask if I was okay. I mean, how bad must you look for a passing black cab to be concerned about you? (laughs) Trying to run when you've lost your balance, your vision is blurred, your head is pounding, and you're being hit with waves of nausea is bullshit. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, again, one of those things that seems odd to have to write down, but yeah, yeah, that's awful. Don't run with a migraine. Don't run with cracked ribs. Yeah. Uh, amazing start to this email. Hello, Stuart and Amy. I am fucking raging. You have got <laughs> our attention. You may have covered this before, but this is raw right now, so I'm going to have a rant anyway. Spitting and snot rockets are bullshit. 
okay i get that people have these disgusting phlegm packages come up their nose throat etc but for fuck's sake look behind you before you launch and don't even launch it if you don't have to it's okay to swallow these things brackets i'm a trained physio in respiratory care it's okay your stomach acid will kill any bugs and if you do have bugs should you really be running close brackets but today across country at beverly westwood which is now contaminated by several snot balls this runner in front of me kept launching them left and right and i wanted to pass them but i was not fast enough to get past them quickly i was totally undecided which side to pass on and it was doing my shed in thankfully they caught up with another of their club members who was walking who then ran alongside them so i took the opportunity to pass around the side of the friend Towards the end, they sped back up and were back behind me. And all through the wooded section, I could hear... <laughs> which he spelled out really were quite impressively, actually. As they launched several, usually in pairs, an in-snort, then an out-snort. I was fucking dead by this time. I wanted to walk. My legs were on fire, but I could not walk, as I knew I would get a missile attack as soon as they caught up with me. So there is one positive out of this. I kept going beyond my capability to finish ahead of them. But for fuck's sake, it was fucking constant and I wanted to kill them. Rant over. Thank you for listening. I know the podcast is off right now. As Stuart is hopefully having a great holiday. Keep up the bullshit work. Kiss, kiss. Helen Rutter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've talked about this before, like snot rockets and spitting and things like that. And yeah, it's disgusting. I, I find it disgusting. I, that I probably can count on one hand the amount of times I've felt like I've legitimately need to spit on a run and I've always been very self-conscious and checked around me before doing so. I think it's gross. Yeah, I I, I have had to a little bit in the last few weeks. Oh, so I had a... Audacity's paused. Let me just... Um... Fuck! And Amy's laptop just fucking crashed. <laughs> so that's why the audio's been shit for the rest of the episode. And now hopefully we're on the individual audio that doing it. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. If anyone on Patreon wants to make like a one-off donation of like 600 quid. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, be really appreciated. Or just some tech support of some kind. Or just yeah, stress yeah, relief yeah. for me yeah. to go on another holiday to get away from Amy. Oh, it's using it's using a Mac, and I can't get access to the Don't files that I want to get access to because, mate. I remember as a teenager, and I used to use Windows, and I used to fucking feel like I was, you know, Bill Gates because you could get right into the machine on Windows. You could completely mess up your computer, but you could get right in there. Any file you wanted to see, you could see it was there. On Mac, it's like mm, I don't, I'm not sure if I trust you with these files. Steve Jobs says no. Sorry. I'm not sure I trust you. We're going to hide these files and make it... And actually... Yeah, this isn't best for you. We know what's best because we're out. No. No. And, and if you want to see them, you've got to demonstrate your computer knowledge by opening that terminal and putting in some HTML. Ugh. And then we'll gross. know. Anyway, fine. Um, very briefly, just to, to finish off that email that we... we started talking about about 15 minutes ago um, <laughs> i have had to do a little bit of spitting recently because i'm still I'm, I'm basically over it now but they're like to get the tail end of the cold i had like a month ago has taken a while and i've been a bit phlegmy i do feel like if you are phlegmy and you do need to spit and it, particularly if you're in a race you go to the side and you always spit off to the side you don't not you don't go yeah. left and right you just pick one side and you stick to that one if people can overtake you they know where you shouldn't be in fear of overtaking someone because they might spit on you. Fucking hell. 
Yeah, exactly. The only times I've ever spit when I've been out running is when I've been getting over a cold and I make sure I'm nowhere near anyone else when I'm doing that. Gross. It's a, it's a man thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like 90% in my experience. Yeah. And you know what really like grosses me out? And this is not just running, but when you, you could well be a runner. You know when you're walking down the street and you see like a fresh bit of spit on the floor? You're like, that's just, hate oh. it, hate it. That's nasty. Anyway. It's the bullshit, it's the bullshit, runny news. Ding. First up, two YouTubers organised a half marathon at Heathrow Airport. So Josh Peters and Archie Thomas Manners organised this half marathon at Heath Terminal 5 at Heathrow Airport. Um, the logistics of pulling it all off involved recruiting some pro runners, buying plane tickets to Belfast because it's the cheapest um, flight they could find, and measuring a 2.1 kilometre loop around the departure lounge for runners to complete 10 times all while dodging security. Mm. Watch the video of this. It is insane. And I'm surprised that they could... Uh, the video is just... Just watch the video. It's nuts. I'm surprised that they weren't stopped. It was. It's bizarre. Um, there were some pro athletes taking part, which included Team GB athletes Josh Griffiths and Dan Jarvis. And Jarvis took the win in 67 minutes 30. A 67 minute half marathon in a terminal. Like, during, this isn't a night. Right. They didn't, like, do this early morning. This is just, like, middle of the day. Normal amount of people there. And you did a 67 minute half marathon dodging in between people and suitcases. Yeah. I, I I don't know how I feel about this instinctively i don't yeah. like it. it it was just if you watch the youtube video there's just something like i don't know it's just really it just screams entitlement to me i know that sounds really over the top but you know what i mean when yeah, people are just yeah. going about their day and they're they're probably really stressed and busy because the airport and you've got these guys and they're wearing like full-on running kit and numbers oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff and there's like a finish line and everything and they're running fast yeah, in an airport and i get why they've done it because People run in airports to get flights and stuff. But if you're running in circles for over an hour, it's an airport. Like, there's people... The security's really high in airports, and it's people's jobs to make sure that everything yeah, is safe. Yeah, don't fuck about. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that is fuck about and find out. I'm surprised they weren't tackled to the floor with, like, gun, literally guns to their heads, you know? I mean, the, the bit that put me off straight away is just, I saw the words YouTube pranksters. I was oh. like, oh, I fucking hate them. Yeah. I don't know anything about them, but I fucking... And then I saw the names Josh and Archie. I'm like, a couple of rich boys having yeah. playing games. Yep, in Terminal 5. Yeah, I just... Yeah. I th the thing is, I think if you contacted Heathrow and said, we'd like to put on a half marathon at like midnight, they might be up for that. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. they've got all that space, it's dead flat. It kind of be a, it'd be an interesting be little piece of PR maybe to get some good runners in there. You could there's probably a thing you could do legitimately. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I, I don't know. People must have asked. Perhaps on the runways you couldn't, but inside the airport, yeah, why not? But yeah, it just seems. And I hate to be all like fucking boring about it, but like someone could have got hurt so easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're running fast, aren't they? You know. Yeah, a little kid just steps out from behind a suitcase or whatever. And one of these, because some of these corners they go around are quite tight. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's really shitty and boring and old man of me, but someone could have been hurt really easily. And I'm, as you said, I'm really surprised they didn't get stopped. Yeah. Especially doing 10 laps. It's not as if they didn't get a chance to catch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, technically they're not doing anything wrong, but they are fucking about. 
Yeah. Can you yeah, get arrested yeah, yeah. for fucking about? Oh, de- in an airport, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for, to be fair, in an airport, they can have you for anything. Yeah, I feel like they should have done it in like, a, I well, I guess, like I said, I guess because running is acceptable in airports because loads of people are doing it. I was thinking, where else could you do this? And I was thinking like, oh, like a shopping centre, but obviously people aren't running in shopping centres. There's no need to. So I guess that was the thinking around it, but it's a weird thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now a story Amy found in the Daily Mail, uh, but refused to link in the show notes. I just searched the headline and found a Metro link, so we'll share that one instead. It's about a man who wakes up at 3am every morning to run a marathon before work with his dogs. No, he's not working with his dogs. He's running the marathon with his dogs. Yes. Uh, Aaron Robinson, who's 40, and his dogs Inca and River, set out from their home in Newham, East London, each day just after 3am to run 26-mile loops around nearby parks and woodland each taking about five hours. They ran their 68th marathon early this week, and if verified by Guinness World Records, they will already set a new men's record for consecutive marathons, up from the previous top score of 62. Though I wonder if that would count as dog-assisted. Might do. Well, from the pictures, his dogs aren't on lead, so I don't know. They must be for a bit of it, surely. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Robinson said the marathons are hard work, but runs to raise money for the charity he works for Hope for Justice, which fights human trafficking and modern slavery. He has to eat 6,000 calories a day, every day. And that's a very newspaper stat put in there. Yeah. There's any other, an actual runner would be like, well, yeah, that's just a normal amount of calories. But they're saying it's an astonishing 6,000 <laughs> calories. Astonishing. Like, well, you're running a marathon. You, you, you have to do that. Yeah. And I don't, I kind of don't get these records anymore because apparently the most consecutive marathons for a man is 62 that's the current record but i looked this up quickly because i thought it doesn't sound right and apparently a spanish guy ran over 600 in 2012 but i think that's kind of unverified and when ben smith aimed for 401 and we spoke to him ages ago on this podcast he was trying to beat a record of 365 i thought so what happened to that record and we know Ben, he did the overall distance and he had a short break in there for a few days because he had a back injury. But he ran something like 250 marathons and then 150 ultras consecutively. But I guess he just didn't, he didn't do it under record conditions or didn't apply for the record or, yeah, I, I don't understand these records because I know people have done more than 60. I know men, the women's record is higher. That's over 100. But I know men have done more than that, so I don't understand why the record is the record. I did think, yeah, I was thinking this as well when I read 62. And I, I don't know, is that the actual record that's in the Guinness Book of Records? Because obviously... Yeah, yeah, when, they when have you, 62. When you said I found this in the Daily Mail, it's not because I read the Daily Mail. It just came up. But it was just the first thing that came up. Just, just to, I just wanted to clarify that I'm not like a yeah, Daily yeah, that's fine, that's Mail fine. reader. And after reading Jeremy Clarkson's um sort of articles i was like oh, you cancelled that one. subscription straight away i did i did i did um so yeah so but yeah if that's the actual record that is weird but like you say i guess it's it's how you verify it and it has to be that exact distance i guess as well and you couldn't just go by a watch maybe um i don't know maybe you couldn't just go by a watch because watches can be wrong so if you were a bit short yeah. every day then you weren't technically running a marathon every day i don't know how strict i'm assuming guinness world records they are quite strict so yeah because i know when people do like the costume record the fucking costume records marathons they have to video the entire run oh my god and, like if their gopro battery runs out it i you know i don't think it gets verified because mm. they can't prove they ran the entire thing in the costume mm. so i wonder if he'll have a problem with if these dogs were on lead for a bit of it, are they giving them a bit of a pull? Or could you argue that? I don't, I don't know. Again, these records don't matter, really. It doesn't matter if it's a Guinness World Record or not. You know, if you know someone that's done more, 
that's kind of but the record, what, isn't it? What matters is that what knows waking up at 3am every morning before yeah, that, work, okay, putting yeah. in a five-hour running shift and really parks before work every day. Yeah, that's too much. It's too that mu- too and those much. poor dogs. Those poor <laughs> dogs. I was thinking, like, they must be knackered. They're like, another bloody marathon again. Jesus Christ. I, I feel like dogs called Inca and River, to me, they sound like athletic dogs. Yeah. I don't know what they are. I have no idea. I've not seen any oh, they're, they're collies. They're uh, like border collies. Uh, yeah, so they are nuts. So. But yeah, they sound like strong athletic dogs. I'd be bang up for that. And yeah, collies would be up for that. No problem. It's the only way to keep them calm, I think, collies. I think he's done <laughs> yeah, that probably. out of necessity more than anything. <laughs> yes, perhaps that's what it is. <laughs> So, Stuart, what have you got coming up next? Oh, next time, finally, I I should have a story I've been wanting to give for about a year. Because if all goes to plan, on Sunday, I should get hunted by bloodhounds. Ooh. That sounds all like a weird thing to say, but it should finally happen. Uh, and I'm doing some cross country, but, you know, who cares? Yeah. How about you? Uh, I've got a long run next weekend. Do, finally doing Climate Major 2 back to Cardiff, which I have no idea how far that is. I'm guessing like 20 or so miles. Who knows? We're going to have a go. Amy on the big runs again. I know. I know. I was going to do this run a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on the podcast, but there weren't any trains happening between between those mm. locations. So, um, yeah, I'm doing it this week, uh, next weekend instead. So, yeah. And, and, stopping and, at Barry Island. Uh, stopping at Barry no. Island for some candy Why floss. Why Oh, stop at Barry Island for some for some chips. Because this is obviously part of the yeah. Vogum. It's about it's about halfway in the Vogum. I'm like, mate, I can't imagine anything worse than stopping at Barry Island for some chips right now. All that oh. grease and stuff. I will shit myself. So, no, I'm not stopping at Barry Island. Content. Mm, well, maybe for the content. Maybe I'll shit myself for the content. Fine. Well... For the rest of you, if you enjoyed this bullshit, you can visit runningisbs.com, see the show notes, links in this episode, none of them to the, daily, are to the Daily Mail, don't worry, and the rest of the whole bag catalogue as well as links to our Patreon and our merch store and our tea and whatever and social whatever things, something. There we go. Thank you very much. Please don't dilly-dally. See you soon. Bye. I didn't need this gig anyway. I've actually got lots of offers, so, yeah. Humans are bullshit.